0: and girls, fanboys, fangirls, and especially wrestling fans of all ages, you've come to the right place, you have reached the Vigilant Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Puzak of Vigilant Geek Media, and with me as always, Holden Arm, Vigilant is, Geek Media. Yeah, he's also Vigilant Geek Media. And back on the show now for a third time in a row, wrestling guru Vin Scorpion. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so gentlemen, I understand that uh, there is a very, very important draft that just occurred uh, on Tuesday uh, in Worcester, Mass on SmackDown.
1: Yeah, the long-rumored brand split finally uh, happened, and they went ahead and they did that by, uh, well, the night before, they established who the general managers are going to be, because the people who actually own the company are going to actually be doing company stuff. So they need someone to go ahead and be the face, so they picked a couple faces, uh, Mick Foley for Raw, and Daniel Bryan for SmackDown Live.
0: Right on.
2: And then you have the commissioners. Shane McMahon is a commissioner of uh, SmackDown, and you have Stephanie McMahon as a commissioner of Raw. Yeah.
0: Well, that makes things interesting. You got a uh, brother-sister there. Yeah,
2: they're brother, trying sister to. Brother-sister
0: quarrel.
1: And they play every angle they can. They got the sibling rivalry thing going on.
0: Right, right on. Right. Yep, that one's always worked. And then,
1: yeah, but now that they've gone ahead and they've pretty much just split up the roster, it, uh, and I mean, this is the first time, the last time they did the roster split when they had all the talent from ECW and WCW, it, it was kind of underwhelming because it did, the amount of talent they had back then wasn't as good. Whereas this is, they just have so many people that it only makes sense to go ahead and split the brands.
2: And it just, it just seemed like back then when they did have that first brand extension when they had, you know, like Ric Flair and, um, physic Man as the co-owners. To me SmackDown was just like a watered down filtered version of W C W.
0: Yeah, yeah. Raw
2: was WWE.
0: Yeah, WWE like, you know, they jammed they seem to have jam packed, you know, at that point in time, it jam packed all of all of their, you know, WWE core superstars uh in Raw, leaving SmackDown, like you said, as a watered down W C W The B plus players. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well not even yeah, just like the, I guess the B team really. Raw. I mean, they've they've still mentioned that they're gonna have Raw be the flagship show, which I guess it'd be longer because SmackDown's only two hours, whereas Raw is a three-hour affair. And, and then they're gonna be going ahead and um doing those shows live on Monday and Tuesday nights, mm-hmm. just like taking up like the whole front end of the week.
0: Well, if you're a wrestling fan, the one thing I can say is that, you know, talk about something to look forward to at the beginning of the week. And then, you know, you, you, you kill the beginning of the week, you know, watching wrestling. And then, uh, what's left? You get through the end of the week. Well, the end of the week's easy to get through. So, you no, know, it, it, it's actually, I, I like the, 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 the time slots that they did choose. Yeah. Oh, no. interesting. Well,
1: when I was younger, I always felt like they uh, they had SmackDown too late in the week, and then they've tried all different time slots for it. Friday didn't work real well. Thursday was just kind of—I never understood why they had it on Thursday. It was probably just because it was a freed up time slot.
2: Yeah, I think they put it on Thursdays because that was kind of the time slot that TNA wrestling had, and they were all over the place. They were at Spike TV. Then they went on what? Destination of America and now pop,
0: you know, oh yeah, guys.
2: and if you can't find those channels, well, guess what? You know nobody really wants to watch TNN anyway. Yeah, <laughs>
1: no, if you're that such a specialty uh, niche item that you people need to jump through hoops in order to get to <coughs> view your product, then you got uh, you got problems. So, but anyway, happier things. So let's go ahead and go through this draft order
0: yeah I'm I'm interested in seeing how this went down yeah so they unfolded
1: they went ahead and the feel was kind of it was it was of course it was staged obviously but uh but they tried to give it a feel of uh of to try to make it seem like other drafts but like they didn't have every superstar available so they couldn't do like the hand them the shirt or the jersey and they come out and take the picture it was just more like uh Oh, you gonna pick him? Well, we're gonna pick him and then <laughs> and then it went kind of like back and forth and they'd do a little banter. They'd uh go and do about two to three two to five picks, and then they'd have a match, and then they'd go ahead and do some more, and that's more or less how the night went uh went along. Um so in round one, Seth Rollins was picked number one overall by Raw followed by the WWE champion, Dean Ambrose, who went to SmackDown Live. And then Raw followed that up by drafting the WWE women's champion. And then Smack- oh, wow. And then SmackDown went ahead with the fourth pick and picked up AJ Styles. And then with a kind of a surprise pick at number five, Raw went ahead and picked up Finn Balor
2: from NXT. And they were scheduled to have six, six members of... Uh- uh, superstars from NXT to be part of the draft. They were so he would be one. Yeah, he's the number one draft pick out of NXT, which is a great thing because Finn Balor has been ready. He's been ready to come up to the to the main roster for a while now, <clears throat> especially with that last match he had with Shinsuke Nakamura. That was an instant classic, right there.
1: Yeah, Shins- Shinsuke. Every time he's, every time Shinsuke has a match with anybody, it seems like it's like belongs in the history books. I remember seeing the match he had when, uh, Sami Zayn just before he got called up full time. And uh, that was insane. It was a
2: wicked good. And that was at TakeOver Brooklyn. I believe. It was right before SummerSlam.
1: It was a hell of a match. So, uh, opinions on any of these picks, gentlemen. We got them right here on the screen. Oh,
0: I find it really interesting, uh, you know, for me being, you know, the, uh, quintessential uh fan as a youngster uh the women's champion women's championship excuse me uh it didn't really carry as much weight as it seems to currently carry at this point in time i mean wow uh that was a you know third draft pick uh women's championship so clearly it clearly that that bracket is carrying a lot more weight nowadays and this is just Worth a lot more than, uh, it, it used to be. Um, which I find very cool. It's so much more entertaining than it was before there were only really
1: about, uh, three to four women on the roster who were, who could really hang at any given moment in time. And now they got closer to like nine or 10.
0: Way cool. Yeah. They, uh, seem to have, uh, pardon me, walked away from the, Supermodel type diva, and now it's like, if you're, if you wanna be a diva in the WWE, you better know how to wrestle. Yeah. And that's cool.
1: It seemed like for a while they were running like a Playboy farm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, come
1: learn how to take a bump
0: over here, and then learn
1: how to take a bump over here.
0: And then come learn how to take that blouse off! <laughs> And bark like a dog. Yeah, see, those were the type of things that that WWE slowly had to try to get away from because you know Vince is catching too much heat. You know, uh having Trish Stratus, you know, take off her blouse and bark like a dog. You know, you can't really do things like that nowadays on television. Yeah, he you know? was he was demeaning
2: to a lot of women. Making big, a big time, big you know, time. Well, that was all part of the <laughs> attitude area
0: with like they're
1: just like we're gonna make a huge scene and, yeah. and cause a ruckus no
2: matter what. The bra and panties matches. Brown
0: panties matches. Yeah, uh, having like you
2: know fighting in the mud, you know in, yeah. in, a, in a big giant kiddie pool. Like
1: lowbrow adolescent entertainment. Yes. Oh, and
0: it was, <laughs> and let me tell you something, it re- really was great entertainment, uh, for, you know, an, an adolescent male such as myself at that point in time. But, you know, now, you know, steering away from, you know, the whole degrading women bit, like, alright, let's hire women that really know how to wrestle instead. And clearly they got something that's like I said, just carries a hell of a lot more weight than it used to, which is an awesome thing for the WWE, in my opinion. And
2: it's now what I was seeing how it is now. The, the women superstars, they're no longer called divas. They're oh, good. considered, they're considered just superstars now, which they earned that right. You know, they revolution, like the, the women you have right now, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, uh, Becky Lynch, Bailey, um, all the women that are there right now, even Nia Jax is now going to be on, uh-huh. you know, the main roster. We'll get to that soon. But it's like, they're one of the boys now, right? And most of the times they're 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 selling out tickets because they want to see the women, you know. And, yeah. And it's and like they're they put some phenomenal matches on. Even when Sasha Banks at WrestleMania, and she 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 went through the middle rope and in mid, mid air she just turned. Wow. And she just did like a like a like a almost like a suicide plancher. Wow. Wow. And I was like, whoa. And she gave real homage to Eddie Guerrero, Latino Heat, because uh, when she saw him win that match against Brock Lesnar, No Way Out, with the little assist of Goldberg. Right. And um that just, a lot of people just saw that match. It's like, that's the reason why I did it. That's because it's a match that got me into it. And she always wanted to do it.
0: That's way cool. It's
2: so like, when you're a true fan of the business, you're gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna resonate into your career. And right. and she shows they show, they show a lot of themselves now. It's like a lot of times they went a lot of like going off a lot of gimmicks, and now it's like they want to see some realness. The fans aren't dumb anymore. Right, exactly. <laughs> There's no such thing as kayfabe anymore, but there is a few. You know, you have a few people that want to keep their keep their character, like Bray Wyatt and The Undertaker, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well,
0: Bray yeah.
1: Wyatt doesn't really kayfabe at all. He uses Twitter. <laughs> and Like, like his gimmick is like. That's a, th- cause with him I think he's got like two characters. There's like who he presents himself when he does interviews to people. He just tries to portray himself as like this nice southern guy. Where, and like, and like, and then he's got this other persona when he's in the ring that like, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take your soul from you.
2: <laughs> the eater of worlds.
1: Yeah, so that's what they got going on with that stuff. So, just going through round one again, we got Seth Rollins, who went number one overall, which I don't think that was really much of a surprise to anybody, really. Yeah, especially
2: with Steph McMahon, you know, being, you know, she's always been about Seth Rollins.
1: Yeah, Seth Rollins has always been kind of the chosen one. He's probably, uh, I don't know, one of the top five most talented people on the roster right now. So, no surprise there. And then, just uh, rehashing again. The WWE Champion, Dean Ambrose. So I don't know what they're going to do with the titles, but as of right now, the WWE Championship resides in SmackDown, Mm -hmm. which is, it's like, it's the marquee belt. So, like, you think it'd be on the marquee program. So, I don't know. Maybe the belts would be swapped from program to program somehow, through pay-per-views, who knows. Then, uh, a lot of women's division, um... Got drafted in, in not in round one, but just uh, just Charlotte for round one, and then AJ Styles SmackDown again, and then Finn Balor from Raw. And so from there, they went on, and I forget what their warm up match
2: was. Um, I, um, I'm cutting a blank right now. Oh no,
1: um, yeah, yeah, it was John Cena versus
2: Luke Gallows. Actually, not Luke Gallows. It was um, um, yeah, it was Luke. No oh yeah, Wesle Gallows from the from the club.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he was there and then everyone showed up and then um what was it just uh and they were trying to they're pretty much hyping up the match with um yeah, for with Enzo and big Cass.
2: Yeah, the six man tag at Battleground where it's gonna be Enzo and Cass with John Steen to go against the club.
1: <coughs> yeah, and then it turns out that uh that they they got split up. So so we'll go to round two Right. So they had that match and they're just hyping up stuff and they're like, "Oh my god, these guys haven't been drafted yet." And blah blah blah. Let's try to hype up something that doesn't really matter. And people like fake drafts anyway <laughs> cuz think about it. You got fantasy baseball, fantasy football, all sorts of fantasy sports. Like craziness. People like to draft things. That's why they love drafting things.
0: I I think it's definitely a societal addiction you know you got fantasy football, fantasy baseball, everything else.
1: Picking teams, back to childhood, picking yeah. teams.
0: Yeah, that's what it really goes back to. They're so.
1: Like, oh, I'm smart. I know how to pick the best team, though.
0: <laughs> so uh for round 2, looks like uh draft pick number 6 Roman Reigns went uh to Raw. He he got booed out of the building. Whatever, even have to be there. Wow. Wow. People really just genuinely don't like him.
1: Well, they should just make him heel turn. Yeah. Of course, then him and Seth Rollins would be a couple heels. Would be fine. Nothing wrong with heels. Although, like so far, Raw's looking pretty heel heavy.
0: It typically always has been a very heel heavy show, from what I can remember.
1: Yeah, that's true. Everything's heel driven now. So then, the pick number seven was John Cena which I think that would be that was just a really good solid pick. So sort of first of like so so far Smackdown's got a good solid fund foundation with uh AJ Styles and John Cena.
2: Yeah, so they can keep that rivalry going. Plus it's it's just if uh a lot of people don't know the history of John Cena, that uh, on Smackdown is pretty much where he made his career.
1: Yeah, he did. He came his on His first match against Angle. Yeah, he was wearing the yeah. green trunks and he's just like John Cena, and then slap Kurt Angle
2: we you think you can do anything with it, because I got ruthless aggression. And ruthless
1: was, aggression, <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, what? Yeah, no. Like, oh, his
2: name's John Cena, I thought he was a prototype. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and I was just like, I'm so happy for Ohio him. Ohio Valley Wrestling,
0: game. he was a prototype, that's right. And in that class, it was him, Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, and Batista. No shit, yeah. wow. They huh. all came up at the same time. Interesting. Small world. Interesting. Yeah, I remember them all coming on to the WWE scene at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Orton, Batista, they all in, in Cena.
1: What I did, I blinked, and then Cena got a new gimmick. Oh, yeah, do- the doctor of thugonomics. Mon- mon- yeah, <laughs> that was
2: so awesome. I, like when he was a doctor of thugonomics. He, he wouldn't say the curse words, but he would pull it up. And, and, and you know what? I'm, I'm, you know, like you say a rap is like. Uh, there's no luck because I'm John Cena, and I don't give a and then, and then everyone's
0: swearing. He wants the crowd finish it, yeah. Yeah.
1: Smart. That's a good way. C C can't come after you then if you got other people other people doing the curse words don't <laughs> <laughs> So round number two let's see, continuing round then Raw went ahead and picked up Brock Lesnar which I just thought was dumb. Like yeah, Brock Lesnar almost just belongs to all of WWE. Mm. The idea that like he'd even show up to a Raw is kind of laughable. Yeah, unless
0: he just showed up. Cause he d- shows up like once a year to squash somebody, <laughs> and <laughs> then goes away.
1: And then the and then I guess uh Paul Heyman's in a contract dispute with WWE right now. So like, if your monster <laughs> heel doesn't have his mouthpiece, like, Brock Lesnar's
0: useless almost.
2: Like he's gonna start talking and it's like, duh, with ready to go, George, yeah. <laughs> we're ready to go.
0: Absolutely, I mean, that would be entertaining too. Yeah,
1: unless, cause he just, he hates doing mic work. He could just be like, I'm Brock Lesnar, and I fucking hate doing mic work. F five, F five, F five, just F fives. Everyone in the ring leaves. What's he gonna do when he? Gets- I get anxious around people. Kills the
2: whole room. Leaves. <laughs> and what's oh, he gonna oh, do? Oh, I'm
1: gonna ki- I'm gonna. I'm gonna win as fast as I can
2: so I can leave. And what's he gonna do when he has to talk in the mic again? It's like when he won the USC Championship over Randy Couture. He's like, do you see me now?
0: Do you see me now? <laughs> but
2: what makes it good about this round of the draft pick, because Brock Lesnar is now on Raw exclusively, and now he's gonna be facing Randy Orton at Battleground, who was actually drafted to SmackDown. Right. And it's, um, Randy Orton will actually be on, on, uh, the highlight reel of Chris Jericho on Battleground this Sunday. And it's been a while. It's been nine months. He's been in, been out of action. What's well, so the last? So well, that's gonna be last match
1: he had was against Seth Rollins, and then, yeah, he um and then he beat Seth Rollins, and then Rollins went on to win the title later on that night. But yeah. uh, but he hasn't. I haven't seen him wrestle since
2: then. Yeah, because uh, he was gone. Um, like after that WrestleMania match, he was around for a little while. And then all of a sudden, he just fizzled out. And uh, I remember not too long ago on Twitter, he was like, "How how many?" He's like, "I'm gonna." up 8.3 million like what's up like do you guys miss me yet
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's rich
2: which i'm wondering i'm trying to I'm, I'm intrigued to see what kind of uh run that they're gonna get ready on this time but that's already already a main event storyline oh on. yeah and i'm just waiting to see how it gears up on the way to battleground which is kind of hard because there's really been no like promos cut between brock lesnar and randy orton
1: Well, yeah, Brock Lesnar's got no mouthpiece. And And Randy Orton, I I never imagined him to be much of a mic worker to begin with. Yeah,
0: he's not a big talker either, is he? He doesn't have to. He's the Viper. Yeah. Yeah, he does.
1: I've been on countless GIFs (laughs) across the internet, giving people neck breakers or whatever the hell he does. Dark A.O. Oh.
2: Yeah. Which is actually his actual initials of his name. His name is Randall Kenneth Orton.
1: Oh, how Nice. And he just does it to people.
2: I'd just love to do it like a thing, like Randall, Randall.
1: <laughs> yeah. Then the next time you think you're gonna have fun, like going on a diving board, you're gonna get RKO'd out of nowhere because that's how it works.
2: Those are those are <laughs> be the best like,
1: finishes. "Oh, my name is Vinny, and I'm gonna have so much fun diving into this pool." No, uh, and then splash, and then you might as well be dead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Neck breaker in a belly flop all at once. Yeah. So,
1: I don't know, Randy and Brock are going to go do crazy oh, that, suplex and majigs
0: That's going to be a great match, though. Like, you know, all, for an all-out, like, you know, just solid, uh entertaining wrestling match, like, you, you almost can't get better than, than those two guys going up against each other, I'd say.
2: And it's also Brock Lesnar's first match back since UFC 200. Which is huge, yeah. Yeah,
1: See. although there's a huge controversy there, too, because Brock pissed hot for steroids. Yeah,
0: that's The right. other guy
1: wants half of Brock's purse, or he wants to be released from his UFC contract. It's a huge <laughs> mess.
0: Yeah, it's a great time for Brock to come back to WWE. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> like, here you go, dude. Here, have some more
2: juice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you have one match, but guess what? Nice you for breaking the... Uh the uh, Zero tolerance drug policy
0: <laughs> Uncle Vince will take care of you Here Why don't you just uh take this syringe Onto the ass cheeks there but, And then all will uh, throw you in the ring of Yeah a, good, Orton. good
1: to the last drop
0: yeah, I want on, you to uh,
2: tear him apart Now go up there and kill that guy And here's your, here, and here's your new mouthpiece It's Harvey Whippleman <laughs> why, why, uh, why don't you bring back Brother Love while you're at it Right,
1: so uh surrounding so out round number two, which is I guess it's they got it's two, it's every other pick, and then it's like it's like a raw pick, SmackDown pick, raw pick, SmackDown pick, raw pick, and that's usually how it goes. It's pretty much across the board, but uh, number ten raw went ahead and they picked up the WWE Tag Team Champions, The New Day,
2: which would they've been having a really nice run, and by the end of the week they said he's gonna they're gonna break the record of being the longest holding WWE Tag Team Champions in history.
1: That's so crazy because it feels like there's so many of them that just held that for so long. And it's not like, I mean, they're going to lose it soon. There's so many good young tag teams in the WWE now. A crazy amount. Like, And,
2: that, and that's what I hope, too. I hope they build up on a tag team division because they really need to because even when I was growing up, I, I loved the tag team wrestling. You had the Hart Foundation, Demolition, Legion of Doom, um, well, even though they had the Killer Bees, Strike Force. Yeah, K and M Connection, the Dream Team. The remember, Dream Team, like the Brutus, Million Dollar Team. No, that was uh, the Dream Team was with Greg Valentine and um and Brutus Beefcake before he became the Barber. Ah. And, and Johnny Valentine was their manager. And then he brought in Dino Bravo, and at WrestleMania 3, they're all turned on him because they lost. They're like, oh yeah, the weak link, they leave him in the ring, they're all taken off in that little motorized cart that looks like a mini <laughs> ring. And then eventually he came out and, uh, became the barber because he helped, uh, Roddy Piper cut and shave Adrian Adonis's head.
0: Oh, you know, I never knew the origin of Brutus Barber Beefcake before. Uh, nah, that's too funny. That's too funny. <laughs> So, um yeah, we got New Day headed to Raw.
1: They did. So that's the first so doing another recap. That's uh very first tag team picked. And then other than that it's just been pretty much superstars. So at Raw we got Seth Rollins, Charlotte, Finn Balor, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and then the New Day. Whereas SmackDown's going, I mean, SmackDown rosters looking pretty good right now. John Cena, AJ Styles, and and now they got Randy Orton, and it kind of looks like they're going for like that that um, that era where like the they, they were the cream of the crop, kind of like the people that came in um, around the same time that John Cena came in.
2: Yeah, plus, you you have these veterans that you need a good locker room general, and. Uh that to teach these young young athletes what they're going
0: to be doing. Those um, youngsters, the youngsters. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, see,
1: it's interesting seeing the rosters take shape because Raw is going to try to be like the hot young new talent uh, with a big emphasis on tag team wrestling and women's wrestling. Um, and then whereas SmackDown is kind of like, you got like the old guard so far, where, but you also got some new talent coming up too.
2: And SmackDown's gonna be folk, I believe they'll be focused on the new era, you know, like more opportunities, cause you have Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan, you know, together, and that's what Shane McMahon's objective was pretty much just like in his mission statement, if they call it. You know, yeah. I wanna give young, these young guys from NX, young men and women from NXT, um, have, have these guys, have these guys polish their craft while at SmackDown, even though it, now it's live, which is like a big, big plus because now both are on USA now. Yeah. <clears throat> because for the longest time, SmackDown was always taped on Tuesdays and shown on Thursday to Friday. It gives it more legitimacy. Yes. So, this time they can't edit now.
0: They can't. Yeah. Edit. Yeah, that's right.
1: So then in round three, Raw started it out by taking Sami Zayn. SmackDown went ahead and took Bray Wyatt, which is just huge. Because I, f- I kind of feel like Bray Wyatt should be on Raw.
0: but He seems like a Raw guy,
2: yeah.
1: He seems like a Raw guy, That's but what... I could I c- see him doing some I kinda
2: see stuff. I kind of see them doing what Bray Wyatt on SmackDown, what they did when, when The Undertaker was kind of just exclusive to SmackDown. You know, you have to have that fear. You have to have that one guy that, that can, like, just... Steal the show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's like
1: the only guy in the company who does that. Cause the Undertaker's gonna show up, what, twice a year? And how many years is he gonna do that for? I know. You know, mm-hmm. know I, like, I'm pretty sure he didn't get drafted.
2: He's the Undertaker. He'll just go where he wants to. Yeah.
1: He'll just right show he up when he feels like it to kill someone. <laughs> he just does what he wants. <laughs> we'll
2: see him around War Rumble time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then at number 13, Sasha Banks is, got picked by Raw. Ooh. Immediately followed by Becky Lynch, the first SmackDown pick for female superstar. Ah, and then rounding it out at number fifteen, you got Chris Jericho at RAW.
0: Chris Jericho, Fozzy. Everyone was chanting <laughs> "stupid idiot,"
1: at him last. Night. Stupid idiot! <laughs> in just time
2: RAW, you just be able to drink in Jericho all Monday night. <laughs> stupid idiots! <laughs> drink it in, you
0: man. ass clown! <laughs> you ass clown! you bunch of stupid idiots!
1: So they did that, so, so far, a pretty decent amount of women going in the, in the top 15, like three. It was pretty big. Some big name women. And then, uh, let's see, round four. Things are getting a little quicker now. They go with, uh, the United States champion Rusev. With Lana. With Lana.
0: Oh, uh, Lana's riding his coattails to the top. That was part of the pick.
1: The yeah. same thing with Intercontinental Champion Miz. He, his, he went to SmackDown,
0: and that's with his wife Maurice. Yeah, so yeah, now, she's just riding his coattails to the top there. I, well,
2: I don't believe that she's riding a coattail. when Maurice came around, because you'd have to have some some kind of thing. Because she's a, she's always was a heel. Oh, okay. And so with like, okay, yeah, the Miz is like, okay, the Miz, I'm the man, I'm the a, I'm the a lister, and now I have you know my beautiful wife by my side. She can help distract and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's almost like a. Almost like a, almost like a sensational sherry type of role.
0: Right, right. I know what you're what you're talking about. Yeah.
2: Before we had that, he was just stagnant for a while. He didn't have like that push, even though he was, you know, he when he when he brought back Maurice, and then he won the Intercontinental Championship, and that was like the very next day after you know Zach Ryder won it at his big event, you know, WrestleMania. He he left. He he had to live his dream. It's a smart move on them creatively. Yeah, gives you that yo I'm better than you mentality, you know that kind of stuff. Being pompous,
1: yeah. Well, they, it's they gotta find a balance mm-hmm. with the with the rosters. So they picked. They went ahead. They picked the Miz on SmackDown. Then they went ahead and we
2: got Kevin Owens on Raw. So there goes that whole end of the rivalry between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn because they're supposed to have their match this this Sunday. They're both on Raw. Yeah, they're both on Raw.
1: They're both gonna be on Raw. So, which they'll... in my opinion,
2: I think that rivalry is kind of getting old to me. How many times are yeah. they fighting each other? Really, just get over it. Just to hook it out.
1: They're trying to. <laughs> yeah, um, I hear you. Well, I guess they, the the best part of the rivalry was already happened when they were doing indie stuff, mm-hmm. and now they're just kind of try to bottle up like that same crazy intensity that they had when. Because uh, there's no from room before. Because for- I I haven't seen any of the promos that either of them have done. I imagine they're pretty good. Kevin Owens can definitely rock the mic. Unless Sami Sammy zayn he's got i don't know i still no matter how many times you talk about it, i'm not never gonna get his gimmick like um
2: he's the, like the non gimmick gimmick
1: i'm uh i'm a middle eastern guy from canada is that that's his gimmick that's his gimmick right <laughs> I, <guess. laughs> I don't know is he middle eastern he kind of looks it
2: oh okay i just thought he just looked like a just a redhead french canadian hmm and, okay, uh, coming out it. to like almost like Dropkick Murphy's song, you yeah, know? This, yeah. This crazy jingle truck music. Like it listens, like come out to the Muddy Boss Stones or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I look at my, look at my
1: fashionable cap. <laughs> Very fashionable. So what, that was what? Round number four? Yeah, no, I mean, we haven't finished it up yet. So it was Owens, Baron Corbin. The
2: current reigning Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner.
1: Yeah, what a whatever. Like, like I'm sure I got banana stickers on like spelling tests when I was younger too.
2: Hey, I was always <laughs> when I got a, I got like, a sticker.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> you feel
2: special, especially with one of those old school puffy stickers. You know, here
0: yeah, you go. yeah, those were scratch and sniff. Oh, I love the scratch and sniff ones. Yeah, those ones were great. Even the markers.
1: Yeah, yeah. For some reason, I thought Baron Corbin went to RAW. Maybe he's in SmackDown. I don't know how I feel about him. I think he's gonna fizzle out.
0: Yeah, he's a fizzler, you can tell.
1: He just doesn't seem like he he's got the physical talent, but he has like To me he they.
2: just doesn't have that intimidation factor to me. He does, he's he doesn't, just yeah. like I'm
1: wicked huge and I could probably hurt you terribly, but like you just you're not really feeling it when he does that.
2: I used to play football, but I was third string and I rode motorcycles. And he, my hairline he, is receding terribly.
0: <laughs> he doesn't impress me much, that's for sure. No,
1: no. No. No,
0: no, no. no. <laughs> Not one bit. Not at all. It's
2: like you get that baseball card, you're like, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to put this on my spokes. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then here's a better pick, though. Ra got Enzo and Big Cass. Woo!
2: Yes, I'm uh, I, i, I I'm a real big fan of them, too. Plus, Enzo is just so awesome on
0: the mic. Oh, they're great. Yeah. Enzo is hilarious. They're both hilarious. <laughs> they're a bunch of haters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Got a couple haters. Couple haters. Couple haters. He was a mega
0: fan. He was
2: like... In- and Luke Gallows, if there was like a lucky contest and you were to win it, thanks for making the sacrifice. <laughs> 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 and he's like, and he what, what was the other guy, and Carl, and Carl Anderson, Carl Anderson, I want to tell you something right now. You're like Time's New Roman font. <laughs> <laughs> you're as generic as they come.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And the guy's probably outside the room. Hey, I'm yelling <laughs> angry at you. Look at me. I'm visibly pissed off at what you're saying to me right now. I'm going to act tough. Look at me, I'm acting tough. And then I don't know. That's just what I see when I'm watching TV, freaking. Because you can't hear what they're saying outside the ring. No, (laughs) no, yeah, you you can't. Then they might be like half swearing. Of course, if wrestlers started swearing like full blown, like it would ruin professional wrestling. Yeah, it would turn into this big match. Like, hey, fuck you! (laughs) And then the crowd would be like, oh, and then the other guy in the mic would be like, oh yeah. Well, fuck
2: you.
1: And then the crowd would be like, oh, my God.
2: And they'd be going, fuck you, fuck you, fuck then you. And everyone starts
1: chanting that. And then, like, whoever's on the commentary, people have lost their minds. It's four pandemonium.
2: Four-letter words
1: are filling the auditorium. This is anarchy. This is anarchy.
2: Well even back then when they would chant an asshole. To Vince McMahon and, and then Stone Cold was like, hey, if you hear about a few, you're about 40,000 people calling you an asshole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean,
1: usually uh, they're not allowed to do that. The FCC must have been like, what
0: about our good, clean America fun? They probably hate Vince McMahon too, so they said, you know what, we'll let this one slide. Yeah. I
2: mean, <laughs> yeah. Maybe he should vote for president. At least I can vote for someone. Yeah. Me. I'm going to body slam the White House. <laughs> <laughs> White House mania.
1: Yeah, that's a that's the next pay per view. The wrestling in the White House.
2: And in this so in this corner you have Barack Obama teaming up with Michelle Obama, and he's gonna hit us with some vegetables from the garden. Someone gets
1: <laughs> someone gets powerbombed through the Constitution and then Mick Foley goes ahead and freaking mandible claws
0: somebody with it. In the Lincoln bedroom.
1: And then they're like, Hey it tastes like old ink.
0: Well sweaty balls. Well that would be a very interesting pay-per-view. Uh you know, if Vince ever runs for president, maybe we'll see it someday. Yeah, but uh to get his
1: wife in office did not work.
0: Why don't we uh get back on task here with round number 5? And what a round round number 5 was. Fifth round of the draft here.
1: Yeah, so by now we've already had about 20 picks to the roster, pretty sizable amount. But the uh, rolling in the let's see these these next ten picks are the last televised picks, and then everything else is just probably something that people in a room are like, "Uh, where do you think this guy should go?"
0: Yeah, and yeah. and you know, that's a good triple A impression. Yeah, thank you. thank you. All right, John Laryngitis. <laughs> uh, anyways, it's in here. So.
1: Starting out round number five, we've got Gallows and Anderson going to Raw. So they're splitting up the club, which I don't really think they're splitting them up all that much because Finn Balor's going to be in...
2: That would be a good one.
1: In Raw. So then they're going to have a new club or like the club will be represented in like two on both SmackDown and Raw.
2: So like NWO Hollywood and NWO Wolfpack?
1: Yeah. If, I don't know, the club seems more exclusive than that. NWO, all you needed to do is wrestle for like WWE for like a, like a, a match or like, or show like been around WWE. Cause you remember in WCW, everyone started becoming part of the NWO, which like defeated the purpose cause it used to just be old WWE guys. Yeah. Instead, it was like, like everybody. And it was just like, where, what?
2: And the one weird thing is even going to the, the NWO like the Wolf Pack, after all the all the year <clears throat> all the months in about a year or so that Sting was totally against the NWO then he joins up at the Wolf Pack, painting wow. his face red and black and even being with Lex Luger Conan and Kevin Nash yeah yeah that's when
1: it lost me and then it was just like you're supposed to be like the guy and then and
2: then he wasn't the guy actually the guy is Roman Reigns
1: <clears throat> no he thinks he is okay. he th- he's a guy with a prescription at all yeah so what we we're doing round number five yes all right so number two american alpha ended up going to smackdown and this is like kind of a steel pick like these guys are s- wicked and in- entertaining crazy good like they do, they they can do all moves from power bombs to flying elbow drops they're freaking nuts
2: and who they kind of remind me of i don't know if you remember back uh back when um kurt angle they brought in um you know uh ben uh shelton benjamin and um oh yeah
0: and charlie haas
2: charlie haas you I mean, know the, the what, what do you call them uh it wasn't the real americans or something, i think it was right. just team angle wasn't team it, angle, yeah, it was yeah team angle <laughs> team Angles, he always yeah come out, he was out for a while they bring his picture out big yeah old, big old portrait with his medals hanging out yeah remember yeah when, remember when los guerreros and charles stole it
0: yeah that was awesome <laughs> that was awesome
1: yeah. So, anyway, I think American Alpha has got a pretty bright future, um,
2: and that's good. They will they would, they will be what Jim Ross would call blue chippers. You know, they just have that. They just have that edge factor. They balance each other out very well. Well, they got like they they're able to harness that like dude bro
1: energy, and like, and then, and then plus they they they're really good at like just like the moves and everything. Like, wicked fun to watch. And then they're high energy too So they're fun They're fun Then following that, you get someone who's not as fun with the big show.
0: (laughs) Cause he's a big slow, taking up your roster spot. He's a big man, and he's taking a big dump. The
1: funny thing is, is in in actual all reality, (laughs) like Big Show should like have won the title and not have lost it for twenty years, just because he's so much bigger than everybody else. Well,
2: it's good you have Big Show on here because he has twenty plus years experience. Um, he is a. A veteran and he can pretty much mold the, the young locker room.
1: That's true, but I'm, I'm wondering how, well, for him doing certain moves, well, there's a lot of moves that people physically just can't perform mm-hmm. because of him, because of his size. Like if you're not strong enough to pick up a guy, you can't really do it. So that's when, I don't know, that's a lot of matches with small guys versus big guys usually end up being kind of boring because you're like, all right, normally you're just going to go like the big guy is going to beat the small guy. If the small guy beats the big guy, it's a nice David versus Goliath story, mm-hmm. but it's also like like come on, like the big guy, let him have it. And then it's always moves with the little guys doing drop kicks at the knees and stuff mm-hmm. and like Oh holly risky offensive maneuvers here tonight. Oh my goodness. It looks like he's going for his knees again. His knees You know,
0: I'd I'd like to see swoggle versus big show. Let's do it. Let's do that match. I think that match would be, I mean, maybe a little unfair, but I think it would be a very entertaining two second match.
1: It it's feels like the type of thing they'd have on Sunday night heat. And then like, <laughs> and, well, then, like, and the then, then Stardust out. will show up because it is like, I'm the Lord of Sunday night heat. Uh, well, Stardust doesn't show up anytime soon
2: because they, uh, they released it now with Justice Cordy Rhodes again. I've been yeah.
1: released, uh, denied. And
2: Swaggle too. He's not even part of the W. but it'll be funny to have him run around. You have the Benny Hill music running going
0: on. Oh boy, and Big Show's trying to catch him, and he can't catch him. He's too slow. <laughs> he's out of breath, and he passes out. And he out with, the, with the
2: little, with the little, the tadpole, the tadpole splash.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man, that was now that's entertainment. And then he choke stems the little man. <laughs> and then he squashes him right in the throat. Like a bug. Like a bug. And he throws him to the through the Titan from the ring. <laughs> <laughs> man, he
2: threw him like a lawn dart.
0: <laughs> oh boy. He did. So we just got a little bit uh in regards more, to to round number five. We're
1: fixing round number five. We follow Big Show by Dolph Ziggler. Going to SmackDown Live, and then followed by a more exciting pick, Nia Jax going from, to Raw from NXT.
2: Ah. There's a lot of good potential matchups with Nia Jax, especially coming up, especially going against Sasha Banks, uh, going against Charlotte, um, even uh, Paige. uh, And just, I hope they, I hope they make her a very dominant women's wrestler. You know. well, she's the
1: closest thing to a monster heel that they've had since China, really.
2: Or even Awesome Kong. Um, yeah. She was known
0: as Karma. And yeah. She, she didn't
2: last too long because she got you know pregnant
0: and she had to leave. Uh-huh. Yeah, that'll happen. You can't
1: really take a bump when you got a bun in the oven.
2: You can't have a
0: bump <laughs> with a bump. <laughs> Baby bump, that is.
2: <laughs> too many bumps. Uh- <laughs> and... With, um, to hell with the
0: abortion with, clinic. Come with, here, I'll give you a bump. <laughs> then... All right, all right. And
2: with round number six, when you, when you put it up, um, you had the returning Neville going to Raw. Neville's coming back.
1: Yay. Well, ne- also, Neville's
2: just a great athlete. I've
0: the, always
1: liked him. He's one of the most premier uh, cruiserweights that they've had a long time which uh which is interesting. What did he get hurt? He needed to like, or they just need to give him like some time off. I
2: think he got injured. Um I don't know what kind of injury he had. Most likely with people that are high flyers and daring mostly it's going to be their knees or their shoulder or something like that. But the things he does in that ring, you know, he he definitely earned that moniker of uh you know, the man that gravity forgot. Yeah, oh, his, absolutely. His hang time is like a, impressive.
1: You should just start doing all those moves but, like, bring a skateboard into the ring with him.
2: I'll be like Johnny Ace. And then, and
1: then he does all those flips and stuff and he'll be like, That's the Ollie 360 this flip. This is totally gnar. You no, know, Do they talk like that? I don't fucking know. So I don't know.
2: He's English. They probably do.
1: Uh, Nobody I'm
2: on a bloody knows. skateboard.
0: <laughs> so, um... Coffee,
2: tea, and me. Oh, light and creamy.
0: Following Neville, uh we got Natalia going to SmackDown.
1: So I don't even know who the hell she is. I N- guess she's a uh, Natalia
2: Hart. Oh, knows.
1: so she's, she's actually Jim- like what, direct bloodline relative?
2: Jim the Anvil Nightheart is a father. She's been Oh in, no shit. She's been in the she's been in W for a while now.
1: So I didn't know that though, but now, the, the family lineage.
2: And now she's a heel.
1: Well yeah. She, Isn't she supposed to be like Charlotte's
2: Oh, she's Becky Lynch's big rival right now.
1: Yeah, but I, I thought she was like Charlotte's like, she'd escort and ringside. No, that's Doug.
2: Um, her name's, first name's
0: Dana.
1: Oh, uh, uh, somebody else?
2: Yeah. Oh, all right.
0: Damn, I gotta get into these women wrestlers, you know, just the names, the exotic names, uh. You know, uh, they seem like very, uh, charismatic characters. Yeah, and, uh,
1: it's not like it used to be where you'd have like Sable or somebody else.
0: It's like, like yeah, I, I mean, that was, uh, a different type of charisma, sure. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but yeah, no, um, it, it genu- <clears throat> genuinely seems like, uh, uh, the women's bracket is the place to be as a viewer nowadays. They got some, well, it's some wicked,
1: talent, wicked fun, and then um, and then I mean, there's still some that you haven't heard yet. Like uh I don't believe Bailey got drafted at all. I think so that she'll be coming up. She's the biggest face that women's wrestling has ever had.
2: Um, she's like, yeah, she's the best face, and plus, you know, I think she has a um, as a uh, when she was the NAC champion, NAC women's champion. Even now, she she helps you know new talent get developed a little bit, you know, teach them the ropes and stuff like that.
1: That's true. But uh, she's ready to yeah. kind of do other shit, you know? She's due.
2: And people even chant her name during the draft.
1: Oh. Did this? She, yeah, she's got a big following. Eventually, they're going to have no choice. They probably want to she's just kind <clears clears> of...
2: <throat> <clears throat> just show up randomly after <throat> a pay-per-view on Doing Raw. Doing some
1: things. She'll end up probably knowing her. She'll show up and then get her acid hand to do her hard and then like um like just like kind of like one of those group attacks so it's not even a match just like oh chair and then 3 on 1 and then that'll be your intro that just seems like the type of thing that would happen to Bailey
2: Well, it could be a possibility cuz with Nia Jax being on raw you can probably see Bailey coming back you know she came back from injury but you know i don't think she really got a really good chance to like
1: i think Bailey'd end up on smackdown cuz they need a stronger right now they have Becky Lynch and Natalia, and yeah. the, that's it. So yeah. And then pick number 28, Natalia was 27, uh, Cesaro.
2: The Swiss Superman.
1: He goes, and then Alberto Del Rio goes to SmackDown, and then Sheamus goes to Raw. Sheamus just seems like this, like, great physical talent that just, like, uh, can't, like, he needs a mouthpiece, or he needs to like, kinda mm-hmm. get it together, it just seems so goofy. I'd,
0: I'd say, I'd say he needs like a complete Makeover in regards to gimmick. I think he just needs, or, or, or he needs to expand upon the gimmick he already has of being Mr. Irish. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, maybe he can expand on it. I mean, but, but yeah, he's kind of dead in the water right now from what I can see. Like, I, I
1: don't know. I think like New Day should just like let him get in on their thing and like, cause he's already, <laughs> you remember how silly he was? Like when they first started doing League of Nations stuff, how like, 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 like. Are you serious? Like this adult stuff? Like, no. This is some New Day stuff. He needs to be hanging out with New Day, doing New Day things. Silly stuff. Yeah. Riding unicorns, and, <laughs> with rainbows, and leprechauns. And, <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, they'd go riding leprechauns and unicorns, and then everything would be great and not booty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice plug. Yeah. Well, it's not really a plug. It's just like the thing. So then, then I guess they they announced these. It was a special uh, live thing that they did on uh, WWE.
0: On the network. <clears throat> on the actual network. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: So and then they did round number seven. What they did? Golden Truth went to Raw. The Usos went to SmackDown. Titus O'Neil went to Raw. Demon Kane went to SmackDown. Page went to Raw. So some pretty interesting stuff right there. Titus O'Neil is a guy that like they just don't know what to do with. Paige is a great talent, but she's getting too big for the business and doing drugs. Too big for her britches. And then the Golden Truth are just kind of more of a developmental tag team that'll probably be fed to other tag teams. They are very
2: entertaining though. Are they? They're very entertaining.
1: That's probably, that's a good thing they're on Raw, I guess. And then the Usos went to SmackDown, which they, something they need. SmackDown needs another, uh, another strong tag team.
2: Antonio O'Neill, he has so much potential and I don't understand why they don't give him a good push. He has all the, all the chops to be you know, a very dominating wrestler.
1: Yeah, what? I mean, he just doesn't have the mic work, though. It's yeah. that rare thing that, that like you would be able to do, have all the physical gifts, and to be able to go ahead and run your mouth.
2: The thing he really needs to do, I think Ted O'Neill needs to bring him a lot of himself into his character. You know, just to have that.
1: Well, that might be holding him down. Yeah. I mean, it's not a secret that like racism is run rampant in that industry, and Vince McMahon has a tendency to pick certain people to be... Title holders, so I don't know. There might be a certain amount of that. I don't want to go ahead and accuse people out of nowhere, mm. but uh, I mean, historically, it, it has been an issue. Perhaps it needs addressing. <clears throat> Not by mm. me, though. We, we only got so much time left on the podcast. So, yes, yeah, so a demon Kane went ahead and he snuck in there at the end. So then, when uh, round number eight, Darren Young. Uh, dr- goes to raw kalisto goes to smackdown so it looks like they're kind of no no Looks like the lucha
2: know. dragons are going to be split up
1: looks like they're split up yeah because sin cara ended up going to raw naomi goes to smackdown which i don't know who naomi, naomi is
2: Naomi is um she was she's actually um uh married to uh jay uso
1: okay so that was so that means that she her. gets drafted yeah. uh, I don't know. Maybe I... She's a I, separate I talent. More. I watch. It's been a
2: while since she's been on TV, but she's very talented. She's really good at what she does. I got to watch more wrestling, I guess. Mm-hmm.
1: So then Jack Swagger, who's
0: just... Uh what's he a pirate or something no he's like he, he <laughs> walks into the ring and he
1: wears all this sergeant major rank and it's kind of weird looking
0: and then he just uh so he's playing off as like a fake military guy he's
2: all-american american oh he's like the water to me he's like the watered down version of kurt angle which i would love to see kurt angle come back and give him an echo lock
0: yeah hell yeah hell yeah, yeah. Was, well, kurt
1: angle had charisma and all sorts of stuff that jack swagger I just
0: kurt liked. angle won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck and he had the flu that day. <laughs> <laughs> and I drank milk. And he drinks milk. <laughs>
1: uh, so then after that, they is the Ascension, which they, I don't know. I don't even know them. Those are the Armenian-looking dudes who, who got well, like their ass handed <clears throat> to them by everybody that one time when they debuted. Or no?
2: They um they were really dominant in NXT, and I don't know what happened when they came there. But I guess they got a lot of heat and you know, a lot of they got picked on because they looked like a generic version of the Legion of Doom. And the Road Warriors, and they, they got their asses handed to them by the NWO, and, cause they were kinda like, you know, disrespecting all of like, these- The NWO? Wait, with the NWOs
1: around right now? I well, they that? brought them
2: back, it was like, um, it was like a, uh, re- they call it Raw Reunion, and you had Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and X-Pac show up, and oh, then they all just of a sudden, then once. the APA, then, um JBL was at the announce table. He took off his shirt. He's like, I made a phone call, and all of a sudden he rips off his shirt, and out comes Ron Simmons, or like you know, his character with Farouk with the APA, and then the New Age Outlaws came out. He's like, Yeah, we got thoroughbreds, we got we got we got mustangs, but who brought the jackasses?
0: And then he just started whipping his ass. <clears throat> <laughs> That's rich, craziness, and then.
1: Ugh, so Ascension, whoever they are. And the Dudley Boys went to Raw. Zack Ryder goes to SmackDown. Summer Ray goes to Raw. Apollo C- Cruz goes to SmackDown. That's a wicked sneaky one. Like, he's, he's like is. the totally the type of guy you want to have on SmackDown. He
2: has power, he has agility, he has a lot of good charisma. He's, he's, I see him as getting a good push.
1: Yeah, no, he's, he's got all the athletic guests. I was expecting more guys like him and Sami Zayn and Owens to be kind of on, on, uh, on SmackDown, but it seems like, like uh, a lot of the premier NXT guys are going straight to Raw, which is kind of, they're probably going to try to get them to be the future of the company within the next three years, I think. Right? Right? Right. Of course. Of course. <laughs> uh, Mark Henry is still around. Uh, he's going to Raw.
0: He still has a contract?
2: Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's almost 20 years now. He, um, debuted in, I believe, 93, 94, but he was going to buy that. Oh, because when he was, he was Olympic power lifter.
1: Yeah, no, he was, uh, he actually competed in the Olympics for, in the, like the deadlift and stuff. The guy was just as huge and he, he lost so much weight to do pro wrestling. Like he used to just be way bigger. And then to kind of do that stuff, and then he—they had that sexual chocolate thing, and then he just faded away. <laughs> that was so awesome!
0: But it was a pretty <laughs> sweet ride up until that point, because sexual chocolate was was a hell of a time. Having, being in love with Mae Young and then he she gave birth to a hand and all, they're all throwing up in the delivery the room. There's so, such silliness back yeah, then. Yeah, what
1: was it? He was a tag team with the Godfather for a little while and, uh, yeah. and the Godfather would just keep giving him, just feeding him hoes. Like and- what, was, what,
2: I, what what was, <laughs> did they just go by Mark Henry and, uh, they call it, like, sexual chocolate in the Godfather. They could have probably call it, like, chocolatey hose or something like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they
1: they didn't have the hindsight, I
2: guess.
0: Once again, an, another uh point in WWE history where uh perhaps women weren't portrayed in the best way possible. This
1: is, like, the late... <laughs> the funny thing is, it's like, this was, like, the late 90s. You'd expect to see that kind of crazy shit, like, more like in, like, the 40s or 50s or something. Like, oh, come on, you young lass! Don't get your bloomers all in the bunch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that from the bygone <laughs> era? <laughs> yeah. It's like
1: this fine gentleman's a warrior among men. He hmm. goes out and does gladiatorial deeds and you need to service him. And like <laughs> that's wicked good. Like if they did uh <laughs> they could do that with with the VOD villains, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That that should be something that they do. You should be their
2: manager.
0: Once again, <laughs> pro- probably not something they should do though, because once again, uh you know, WWE is trying to get away from from that kind of behavior, but no.
1: Well, they're they're more empowering now, or at least yeah.
0: portraying themselves. Oh yeah, I'm just glad
2: that the the women are getting the respect they deserve instead of being treated like an object. Here's right. another NXT pick? Right,
1: 47 after Mark Henry, Alexa Bliss from NXT. Yeah, she's a,
2: she's she a, a pretty good SmackDown. heel. Yeah, she's a pretty
0: good heel.
1: Alexa Bliss. Wow. And then, let's see, and then round 10, we get some more. We get
0: all this female talent I have to go look up on the internet after this. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: got to oh. go find, find a list of names. So then they did round 10 with Braun Strowman goes to Raw. So they're separating the Wyatt family. Makes me wonder if they're going to kind of maintain solidarity across both brands, kind of like the club might. Mm. Uh, Brizango.
2: That's Tyler Breeze and Fandango. And
0: Fandango, yeah. They found something to do with both those characters.
2: Then Bo Dallas is on Raw. You better believe it.
1: Uh Eva Marie goes to SmackDown.
2: Yeah, she went to NXT for a little while to do her craft and she's like a kind of like a heel. And plus, you know, for a while, um uh herself and Nia Jax were kinda of like like a like a tandem. And that kind of reminds me of like Shawn Michaels with Diesel or Shawn Michaels with Sid Sid Justice, right, right? Because you know, sooner or lady, she's gonna do something to piss off Nia Jackson. Then right, then have a rivalry going on, and then she's gonna get ass whooped. Exactly. Oh, and then they're gonna do the
1: special moves on each other. You and me, special moves. <laughs> Coming Sunday, special move. You, yeah, it's going down. What? What? Oh, well, we got another what. List. <laughs> So And then Shining Stars went to Raw. I have no idea who that is. Oh wow, yeah, we're awesome at podcasts. Oh
0: Cowboy Bob <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Cowboy Bob Orton and uh Dusty Rhodes. They formed a tag team and yeah, they're the Shining Stars. Oh, well they're good enough for me. No, that's total misinformation. I'm just kidding. Yeah, uh, oh Dust man, no, no, these
1: abuse. saucy the Vaud villains. They're yeah, all yeah. gonna be on SmackDown. Oh, it is just, awesome. it's one of the weirdest tag teams they have because it's, they're supposed to be these old timey guys who like to do the fisticuffs. Right. Like with the old timey way with the dukes are up, you know? <laughs> and they're like, ah, see, now I just need to extend my arm forward. You know, I can do it too fast. You won't be able to handle me.
2: Do they have curly, like, mustaches? That do. is yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Dude, we hear Simon Gotch wears this little singlet. <laughs> and he's always doing, like, the kicking up, you know, like, they'll click the heels
1: together. That's every, awesome. Every time they do their entrance, the entire TV goes black
0: and white. That's awesome. And
1: then it's like, it's, and there's no speaking, they just got the piano, like it's a, like, oh man, we, they didn't have the talkies yet.
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> That's so silly, but so awesome at the same time. Yeah, I've got the flatboats.
1: Well, that was one of the first NXT <laughs> matches I ever watched. Uh, the, they went up, let's see, VOD villains went up against somebody and they ended up winning the tag titles from them. And then it was, uh, this other team, plus they had a female wrestler with them, but then all of a sudden they announced that the VOD villains had their, yeah, their was, female wrestler yeah. come out and her name was Blue Pants.
2: Yeah, that was Alexa Bliss. <laughs> that was Alexa Bliss with the Blake and Murphy. That's oh wait, her. that's her? Yeah, that's Alexa Bliss with, and she was like their valet for Blake and Murphy.
1: So Alexa Bliss is Blue Pants? And that was
2: one of the rare moments. The VOD blue villains, pants. the Void villains weren't villains anymore. They were the VOD faces. VOD faces. The VOD good guys. You know, wow. Yeah,
0: the,
1: uh, the protagonists. So wait, so Blue Pants got drafted before the VOD villains?
2: <laughs> uh, I don't think <laughs> no. so. Yeah, they
1: did. See, well, here's her name right here, number 47. And then the, the VOD villains got drafted at number forty. No, no Alexa three.
2: Bliss isn't Blue Pants. Alexa Bliss is just Alexa Bliss. And what? She was, she was, she was the valet for Blake and Murphy the So who team. the
1: fuck is Blue Pants? Vane?
2: It's Blue Pants. I don't know.
1: If you don't know who she is. I don't she's, know her real name. She's like this mystical creature. All I know like,
2: is I was watching a YouTube video. It was the blue pants hanging with Blue Meanie.
1: Blue Meanie. Now there's a wrestler. Need to bring him back. Well then the final round right here. So we're going to go over this final round. Then we'll talk about who didn't get drafted and then final thoughts. And then we're going to go ahead and throw up the deuces. Okay. Okay. Right. So now round number 11, we got Draft number four at fifty four, we got Alicia Fox to Raw. And she's
2: making a return.
1: Uh Eric Rowan went at fifty five to SmackDown. Dana Brooke goes to Raw. Mojo Rowley goes to goes to Smackdown live from NXT.
2: And so you'll have Mojo Rowley and um Zach, Zach Ryder, who knows the um the the what do you call them, um the hype bros.
1: The hype bros. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right, yeah. And then they... Yeah, so they're doing that. And then we got Curtis Axel going to Raw. And then Carmella going to SmackDown from NXT.
2: And she used to go with... uh She's the the queen of Staten Island who used to come out with uh, Enzo and Cass.
1: Yeah, so we'll see how she goes. So, and then we got... Who's this? Heath Slater? Undrafted?
2: Yeah, he's currently injured now. He got injured in a in <clears> house <throat> show... Uh I believe it was uh, on Sunday or Saturday.
1: So he'll show up soon. So like who are the big names then that didn't get picked up? Bailey, Samoa Joe. Um the American Alpha's came up with w- mm. quick. I didn't expect to see them quite so soon. Um What's that uh that tag team from NXT? The revival, is
2: it? Yeah, they're very good, I like, I do like the revival, and I think they they're give just them a little time.
1: wicked, solid, like, aggressive, old, old school, school yeah. style tag team, like, like,
2: like the Black Jacks or even like Tully Blanchard and, and Arn Anderson.
1: They're just, <clears throat> they're good, but they just don't overwhelm you, but like, they have the talent that you, you just kind of feel like, yes, they should be there. So I'd think within the next six months, right?
2: I believe so. Cause, Cause
1: eventually some of these, some of these people just aren't gonna pan out on the roster. Because like, right
2: now Samoa Joe is currently the NXT champion. So
1: they're probably gonna have him keep that long enough yeah. until they've developed someone else.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, Shinsuke Nakamura didn't get get picked up either. Yeah,
2: it's He's gonna be still a while. In NXT. It's gonna be a while too. You know, they'll, they want him to have some like epic matches and I'm pretty sure that sooner or later, I believe that Shinsuke will probably face Samoa Joe and then when Samoa Joe loses to him, and after like a series of three matches, and eventually Samoa Joe was make his debut on either Raw or SmackDown.
1: I don't know. I think I think SmackDown for him cause I think l- that'd be a good fit. I think they're trying to put the top young talent in 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 Raw right now. I I felt like SmackDown SmackDown is so such a solid roster though, but like the SmackDown just seems more lean. You got a lot more sure things in SmackDown. Mm-hmm. You, and everybody from that list that was just picked on SmackDown, like you know, they can definitely be in the business. They're either been established for over a decade, or they're they just came out of NXT and they're wicked pumped and like ready to go. So I don't know. I got this this is good matching, and then you got to figure out what they're gonna do with the belts, or like a certain belt's mm-hmm. just gonna kind of be traded back and forth between the two brands.
2: I do hope they just have one major. WWE champion and WWE women's champion and then the rest you know they go back and forth or face whoever at a major pay-per-view but i like how it's going down because you have randy orton going against brock lesnar who are now both on separate brands and they're gonna be facing each other in battleground and i believe that yeah like just... we talked about earlier before the podcast started up, um, about how battleground could be like the roar versus smackdown because before they used to have uh bragging rights it was like raw versus smackdown
1: no it's it looks like they went ahead and selected everything, so you had a very much a a raw versus smackdown feel for this main event,
2: yeah, and they have a lot of matches too, be going back and forth with each other like well with one Randy Orton and then Brock Lesnar, this is uh that's gonna be a good match. I want to see what Randy Orton brings to the table for that one, see how long it's been he's been out for a while and now he's probably hungry, he wants to prove that he's still the viper. He has a lot of years under him too. As long as he just takes it easy, um, <clears throat> and you have the three man tag with Enzo and Cass with John Cena, and so it's be the last time you see them tag teaming up together because now them two are going to Raw and John Cena going to SmackDown. It'll be
1: yeah, it was a nice little thing they had going for them for a little while. I thought it really was good, but uh all in all, what do you think happens? Like, um, I think somehow Dean Ambrose retains the title at Battleground.
2: I would like to see him take, his remain champion. You know, it's, but that match is like kind of like been what everybody's been wanting to see. All three members of the Shield in the same ring together. Um, we all know that Roman Reigns is going to get booed. And if they give, I really don't think they're going to get Roman Reigns to belt back. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, if they have that one little swerve where, you know, Seth Rollins does happen to win. And he just, you know, picks up the pieces like a vulture. And he's like, now the champion is now exclusive to the Raw. And like they did once before, like when um Brock Lesnar was the undisputed champion when he beat The Rock. And then he had that brand extension. And then finally, like, uh, Stedman McMahon was was on SmackDown. She's like, well, we just signed Brock Lesnar to SmackDown, so now you have to get your own champion. And that's when Eric Bischoff pretty much just awarded Triple H with the World Heavyweight Championship, the big gold belt. With the one that Ric Flair had, the old WCW championship. Um, <clears throat> as far as like the matches go in Battleground, um, I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing you know the match between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens because you know that's gonna just be a brawl.
1: Well, it's gonna be an Iron Man match. Oh, I it's gonna be I Iron would, Man. Well, I mean, I just feels like it would be like I don't think it's gonna be less than fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's going to go Between course. those two, I think it's going to go anywhere between 20 to 30. Depending, because that's going to be a really good match. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be solid. It'll probably be the last time they go off against each other, though. Unless the rivalry just ends up becoming so good. And also... They just keep going with it.
2: And just thinking about what we've been talking about, Bailey, when she's not going to show up, because um Dana Brooks and Charlotte are facing um Sasha Banks, and she has a secret partner.
1: Do you think it might be Bailey?
2: I would hope so, and I'm like I'm just gonna tune in and see this Sunday. Um, that that'd be the that'd be kind of like the perfect thing because she she has she has you know that it factor, and they them two in real life are really best are best friends. You know Bailey and Sasha, and it's like anybody that'll have her back would be Bailey.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know. It might be one of those things where Bailey makes her debut with them, and it's all good, and then Sasha does, like, a heel turn on her or something. But, I mean, they're not fighting for—well, I mean, the match isn't for any belts, is it?
2: No, it's just uh, pretty much like a it's grudge, like a grudge match, match a little bit, and then yeah. I believe that Sasha Banks will get her title match at SummerSlam, and that's pretty much what they're saving it up for.
1: Yeah, well like, I don't know, the women's division is primed to just go off. What they need is like a fatal four-way match for, for the women's championship and they should give it its own pay-per-view. I mean, they have the talent for it. The time Mm to strike's now. Like, people will watch it.
2: And they're talented, they're talented enough and athletic (laughs) enough to even do like a four-way ladder match if they wanted to.
1: Maybe. I mean, it just, it has, stuff like that has to happen. It'll probably be the first time it'll ever happen when they do choose to do it. Uh, Stephanie McMahon really seems to be the one really pushing this agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is good because it's good for everybody. Good for men, good for women, good for wrestling fans.
2: And what's good with the draft too, you're going to have fresh matches because after a while things get stale. Yeah. And well, they'll just, them-
1: this will be a regular thing. They're going to turn this into a pay-per-view eventually. They're going to go ahead and they're going to have the pay-per-view draft. And people will go ahead and then they'll have all these matches going on with it and then they'll get to play around with storylines and politics as it goes because of people doing matches and stuff. It'll probably happen again.
2: I'm I'm surprised that they haven't had trades. Because the last draft they had, they had trades.
1: They, if they find a way to work it in. um, I mean, the, the, the roster's pretty massive. Like, uh, they split up. It's about, uh, so Raw gets three for every two SmackDown has. Yes. And it looks like the roster is 60 people. So it's a 40-20 mix. So that's going to, like, I don't know. It's going to make SmackDown seem a little more exclusive. They're going to have some, probably have to build up more on uh, the actual storylines between the actual uh, wrestlers that they have probably a lot of stuff with Bray Wyatt and with everybody else. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, uh it seems that we've had a, a, a very, very captivating uh, WWE cast yet again this week. Uh, guys, do we have any closing remarks here today in regards to what we've been talking about, in regards to WWE?
1: I think uh, things are going to definitely be exciting to see what happens because they just did a draft and pretty soon they're going to actually be doing storylines. So yeah, we'll see. see if they can live up to their own hype in the hype machine.
0: Definitely seems like uh, you know uh, it, it's almost like a clean reset of the WWE universe. Uh, so you're going to get some fresh uh, storylines, some fresh beefs you know uh, and it'll also be interesting to uh uh see who else who have, have not been drafted yet who else gets drafted where and why uh so um, looking at some other things maybe a little free agency get some free
1: agency maybe
0: yeah some get trades some, get some yeah, fake some sports, trades. fake sports stuff
1: and yeah the- well all that
0: stuff is so much fun you know so um, pretty,
1: pretty soon you'll have your own app draft your own wrestling squad.
2: It's going to be a good time to be a wrestling fan again. That's yeah. what it's going to be. You know, it's like you always see like different eras and everything like that and like like you have like good moments in wrestling, then you have like a little bit of like a four a four-year like dry period and you have something fresh and new. Exactly. I, I just think this all started when Shane McMahon came back.
0: Yeah, he definitely he was able to breathe a lot of life into, uh, current WWE continuity. And then people,
1: well, between that, uh, NXT started developing people like crazy. People who were hurt, healed. Now all of a sudden you got all this talent. Right. And, uh, yes, very, 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 very exciting.
0: Very now nice. I understand, um you, you say it's a good, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. I understand that there's going to be a good time if you're a wrestling fan, uh, this weekend in Lowell, Massachusetts. Oh, um, in, uh, Patunga, Ronan, McCoy,
2: Pawtucket, sorry. In uh, McCoy Stadium, big time wrestling, uh, they're, they're featuring, uh, Sting, who's gonna be there to do meet and greets. Wow. Um it's gonna be, uh, they have meet from 6 to 8, then 8 o'clock is bell time. You have, um Damian Sandow's gonna be there, Raven, Gangrel, uh,
0: Teddy Long. Wow. Uh, Rhino, um, all those guys. Oh, they got some, they got some big names that are gonna yeah, be there. That's gonna nice. be so much fun. Though so you two are gonna have to, uh. Take uh, pictures. Well, certainly. I mean, we'll throw them up on the blog and then also, uh, You know, when we meet next week, we'll, uh, get to hear some stories about what you guys, uh, you know, meet and sting and all those other guys. Snapchat it and make me and sting look like dogs. (laughs) You You can even, you you can do that if you want to. He hasn't done it already. (laughs) All right. Well, this has been yet another captivating episode of the Vigilant Geek podcast. Thank you very much for listening. I am Andrew Puzak of Vigilant Geek Media, and with me, as always... Holden
1: Orm of Vigilant Geek Media.
0: And we want to thank Vin Scorpion for being back on the show again this week with all of his uh, amazing wrestling knowledge.
2: Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here.
0: And as always... Stay stay vigilant. vigilant!